0: to Reading with Rach. Episode three, we're going to be talking about Love Walked In. I'm your host, Rachel Hill. So let's get started. So Love Walked In is written by Marissa De Los Santos, and I listened to this on Audible, narrated by Alma Cuervo and Jennifer Ikeda. And the Rach reading for this one is five thumbs up, y'all. We're finally doing it. Or you're hearing uh, me analyze a book that's five thumbs up for the Rach rating. So I actually heard about this book initially on Anne Bogle's podcast called What Should I Read Next? And if you haven't heard of her podcast, she does three books you like, one book you don't, and what you're reading right now, and she becomes a literary matchmaker for you. So every time she would recommend certain books to the person she was interviewing that were similar to my bookish taste, Marissa De Los Santos came up. So I finally read her book, and this was my favorite book of 2019. It is just so well done. This... Uh, this author is just a really good writer. I felt like I just wanted to remember all of the way that she described different things, and she's just, it's just, it's great. It's great to find a book that you just want to curl up with and ignore the world. So, and uh, as far as Ann Bogle goes, I want to be best friends with her, and I have met her once at the Novel Neighbor in Webster Groves, Missouri. So I don't think she'd remember me, but hey, Anne, I'm sending you a shout out. <laughs> so everyone should go and listen to her podcast. She's great. And I'll, I'll uh, put some links to her website and everything in the show notes. So what is this book about? So it's got two main characters, goes back and forth. Um, Each chapter is dedicated to the other one, or sorry, (laughs) each chapter is dedicated to one of the characters. And for a while, the two characters do not meet. And so, and eventually, of course, they do. But um, one of the characters is Cornelia Brown, who's 31. She has graduated from university and is working as a cafe manager. Her life begins when a man walks in that looks like Cary Grant. There are plenty of classic movie references in this book, which was awesome. The other main character is 11 years old. Her name is Claire Hobbs. She is an only child of divorced parents and has such great spirit. She starts to have to fend for herself because herself, because her mom has a serious mental breakdown. And when both of her and her father uh, come to Cornelius Cafe, Claire and Cornelia quickly form a bond that is, quote, unlikely as it is deep, close quote. So I pulled some of that from the book jacket. So I'm, I'm putting out some shout outs to the book jacket there. It's not all ritualisms right here. Um, but the beginning of this book sounds like a very stereotypical chick lit book, that her life is changed, that Cornelia's life is changed when a man walks in. But... Uh, And not not that there's anything wrong with chick lit. I love chick lit. It's great. But this is definitely not your stereotypical chick lit literature. (laughs) Uh, It's a little redundant. It's not your stereotypical chick lit. So um, you just got to get into it and read it because it is, it's very different from what I expected initially. Why I liked this book. First is all the references to classic movies. Now, I did not get a lot of them. (laughs) <laughs> but it got me and my husband to go and watch movies that have been on our bucket list of classic movies to watch. Side note, my husband does not really like TV shows. He's very, very picky. But in our marriage, in our 12 years of marriage, we found we'd like movies together. So this was really good. So we watched, watched Citizen Kane and of course Casablanca, which I had fallen asleep too when I watched it in my younger years. So, um, but now that I've watched it again, Oh my goodness. There's a reason why this is like, so this movie is quoted so much. It's amazing. So, um, and then we, I still need to watch the Philadelphia story because this book actually takes place in Philadelphia. And she talks about that in the book. In fact, that's the reason why she moved to Philadelphia is because of her love of the Philadelphia story. So, um, Oh, wait, I don't know why I say that. I have watched The Philadelphia Story. It's just been a long time, so I don't remember much of it, but it, it was several years ago. So another reason why I like this book, the narrators are amazing. Uh, the different narrators, the, the people reading the book, are um, they're different for Claire and Cornelia. So this helped to make the book a lot less confusing for me because a lot of the book, they weren't interacting yet. So, and even, but they, even though they were interacting, their stories were entwined and you saw that as the reader. Um, so I really liked the, and the narrators were just so good. Uh, they were, did a really good job of bringing the characters to light. And I just, I just thought there was amazing. They were amazing. So, uh, another thing I liked was the connection between Cornelia and Claire was just heart achingly beautiful it really goes to show you that you do not have to be a parent to really impact a child's life and for them to impact yours. So Cornelia becomes this mother figure for Claire, but they're also really good friends too, and it's just really neat to watch. I also liked that there is romantic love in this book between adults, um, but it's definitely not in the way that you would think. There are a lot of twists and turns, and the book goes down different rabbit holes that you don't expect. So I was doing the... (gasps) Gasping a lot <laughs> because I was expecting things. So, uh, the writing is also beautiful. Marissa de los Santos is able to describe the emotions of these characters and their inner thoughts that really help you get to know them. And mental illness is discussed. And I've been diagnosed with anxiety and actually take medication for it. So, before my anxiety was under control more, I could, I found that I could not read about people with mental illness because it was just way too raw and hit too close to home. Um, Even though I've never had a massive breakdown like what happened with Claire's mom, where I couldn't take care of my kids, but I do commiserate with Claire's mom and with Claire. So, but now that I've lived through this, and I saw that I could live with mental illness, I really like it when authors or TV writers bring in characters that have mental illness. So, <laughs> another side note: there's gonna be a lot of side notes on this uh, side notes on this podcast, y'all, as you've already found. Um, I really liked how in Iron Man three that he has panic attacks. Because he's having PTSD from the battle from the previous movie. I'm thinking it was The Avengers. So I, t- I turned to my husband after watching that movie. And I was just blown away. Because it's seeing someone that is strong and cocky like Iron Man deal with PTSD and panic panic attacks. That was so refreshing. So anyways, this uh, this book does talk about mental illness. And I think it's good. I think it's good. We need to read more about this stuff and see that we're not alone if we deal with it. So the feeling of this book is so achy and so hopeful at the same time. So that's why I liked this book a lot. A lot. I literally laughed out loud and teared up throughout. And I love books that give you the full range of emotions. It's not just... I have a hard time getting really engaged in books that are Hallmark-y books. Um, I love Hallmark movies and stuff, but... I just don't have the patience to be like, okay, I already know what's happening and I feel like there's not a huge range. Um, And that's not to say all the books that are based off of Hallmark movies are like that, but this was not like that at all. It had full range of emotions and I also can't stand books that have no hope. And this book is chock full of hope, even though it's dealing with hard situations. And last but not least, this book ends happy people. Yay. I will read a book even if it doesn't end happy, although I prefer that it does, but this one it has a happy ending, so don't panic. You may be thinking as you read this book, no, what's going to happen? It ends happy, so trust Rachel, okay? Trust me. <laughs> All right, what I did not like. Really, the only thing I did not like about this book, and that's why I gave it five thumbs up with the rate rating, was the cussing. The audiobook t- uh, is 11 hours and 40 minutes, and it's not like it cusses in every page or in every chapter, but I remember having to turn it down quite a few times in the car so my kids could not hear it. So, and that's just, it was frustrating. <laughs> so here are some quotable quotes, and there were so many, y'all. There, I just, it was one of those books where I just wanted to highlight everything, but here's a couple quotable quotes. There's a kind of holiness to love requited or not. And those people who don't receive it with gratitude are arrogant beyond saving. So all you need is love. All you need is love. Guys, I don't even write this down before I start singing. It just comes to me. (laughs) All right, here we go. Here's another quote. I like this one. If you're going to rip someone off, it might as well be Audrey Hepburn. Isn't that true, ladies? It so is. And this one is a very sweet, tender one about mothers. Soldiers in the heat of battle, death row prisoners, explorers stranded in deserts, jungles on mountaintops, anyone sick or lost or just tired and bewildered. We all wanted our mothers. Oh, that just... just, hits you in the heart right and then last quotable quote and I love this because we uh, as readers we love writers we love readers right we love storytellers she thought about that word capture how it put a writer on par with a fur trapper or a big game hunter and how it implied that stories were whole and roaming around loose in the world and a writer's job was to catch them (gasps) Writers are great. I really want to write a book someday, but that's a lot of work, guys. So I am grateful for those people who sit down and write. Thank you. (laughs) All right. Grading scale for the cleanliness scores. Disclaimer, everyone has their own personal comfort level. These are mine. Language. Rating is an F. As I discussed before, the profanity was my least favorite part about this book. I didn't like have to be, having to be on edge when listening to it on audio. And also, I have a personal opinion that cussing in an American accent is so much less refined and more harsh to the ears than in an Australian or British accent. So it bothers me less um, when I listen to... Oh, it's her face. The Woman Who Wrote What Else Forgot. Um, and I'm blanking on her name. So, uh, but she is Australian. And when the cussing of the profanity happens in those books, when I'm listening to that book, uh, it doesn't hurt my ears as much <laughs> because it's Australian and I don't know, you just sound more refined to me. So, but this is an American accent. The Both of the narrators have an American accent. So rating is an F. For sex, the rating is a C there is sex in the book. It's not graphic. It's a PG 13 when it comes to Cornelia's sex life, but there is actually a scene in the Claire storyline that made me fiercely uncomfortable. Um, mostly because I've got kids and never want them to walk in on me. (laughs) So there is a scene there where she walks in on her mother having sex and, um, it's described from an 11 year old's eyes. So, not graphic-ish. I would say that, that that is the one scene that you would just want to fast forward through. I mean, especially if you've got kids in the room, for sure. But um, <clears throat> it's it's actually very beautifully written. I, I gotta say, but um, yeah, I'm giving it a C. So, the, just putting that out there. And um, violence rating is an A plus. There's no violence. Drugs and alcohol, I give it a B, as in boy. Characters drink alcohol, but no drug usage. So, now remember, guys, as Holbrook Jackson said, never put off till tomorrow the book you can read today. Make sure to follow me at Sugar Plum Books on Instagram. Take a picture of yourself holding this book in the most unlikely of places, and I'll give you a shout-out in another episode. Thanks, y'all. Now go stick your nose in a book. <music>